How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 it's me. Welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. So today I thought we would have a chat about Tinder dates. But the most important thing is, is how you can work out whether your Tinder date is probably a narcissist. How many DMs do I get about narcissists? wondering if they are one, if they're with one, telling me a story about the history of their relationship and how it damaged them. All of these things come at me on social media in regards to this, you know, personality type or trait, I should say. So let's talk about sort of some of the signs, maybe let's choose five signs that your Tinder date is probably a narcissist because of all the online dating that we're doing at the moment. So, you know, we've gone through all the hustle and bustle of New Year and Christmas and we've had plenty of time to mingle with family and things like that. And we're now coming into, I guess, the cooler months of the year. And I've spoken before on a previous episode about something we call cuffing. And this is like where the cuffing season comes into play. And if you weren't on that episode or you weren't listening or you forget, remember when we spoke about cuffing, it's that time of the year where it starts to get a little bit cooler and single people go the extra mile to try and find someone to be with, to cuddle, snuggle up with in the cooler months, you know. They love the summer season, single and silly. And what we find is that through the cooler months, a lot of people want to be, we call it the cuffing season. So a lot of people want to be coupled. So that's where we're heading right now. We're heading in, um, well, in Australia anyway, we're heading into the cooler months of the year. And so, you know, people are starting to play the field, the dating field a little bit more. But when you think about what dating is like these days, it mainly consists of things like mobile dating apps. And unfortunately, what I'm seeing is that a lot of people are catching flights but not feelings, yeah? So there's that type of dating mentality that I'm out of here. Nothing is consistent or stable or long-term. So online dating apps like Tinder, although very helpful, you need to sort of be aware of who is going to be there for just a good time and waste your time or who's there for the long run. The last thing that you want to do is get yourself involved with someone who is like self-absorbed or is going to end up on the do not contact or block or don't have anything to do with list in a couple of months time. So, you know, dating a narcissist is really hard to identify, usually until it's too late. It's the hindsight when you look back and then you think, oh my God, he was or she was such a narcissist and I didn't see it. And this is the constant conversation that happens with myself and other people is I didn't realize that I was dating a narcissist or I was married for 20 years with a narcissist until I got out of the relationship and looked back and went, oh gosh, that's why I was destroyed. That's why emotionally I wasn't, you know, I wasn't myself. I became a shell of a person and that's usually why. 
So normally what happens when you're with a narcissist is that you end up being really heartbroken at some point in the relationship, whether it's a narcissist that comes and leaves really quickly or someone that sticks around because he wants you there or she wants you there while he's playing the field. And when I say that, you know, narcissists have a talent for making themselves feel like they're the most important person in the room. So you always feel lesser than, right? You feel lesser than them. They have this level of self-importance that they have, this need for excess attention or whatever it is, but they generally tread on other people for their own self-esteem. And what that is, that's really a recipe for a relationship disaster. When you've got someone that's treading on you to feel better about themselves or feel more than, then obviously there is no equality in the relationship. So I thought, what can we do today to try and alleviate your chances of dating a narcissist. Now, I'm not saying this is foolproof. I don't know if there's anything that's foolproof because they're they're masters at this. They do this with their eyes closed and some of the experts, they can literally fall under the radar. They are not always identified immediately. Um, But these are some of the red flags you can pick early on. So I'm going to put them out there and probably I want you to be aware of them or take note when you're going in the dating game. Do any of these things apply to someone I'm talking to now or can I remember them when I'm going back into the dating game or as I date? So the first thing I want you to remember is they seem too good to be true. Now, this was a recent conversation I had with someone in regards to her new date. She fell fast and hard for this gentleman and he was charming. Let me tell you, all narcissists are charming people. They are so charming. They will charm you with their personality and will later inflate themselves into someone they think you want them to be, right? So they'll charm you and then they'll tell you everything you want to hear, everything that you need to hear from someone until you're hooked, until you're in that relationship and you're invested and then their true colours start to show. And this is what happened for this young single mum. She actually opened the door to somebody that was probably too good to be true. And I listened to the conversation and it wasn't my place to step in and say maybe it's true, it is too good to be true because I didn't know the whole story and I didn't know how long they had to be talking and I didn't know all the details but it was just a pass-by conversation. However, her gut kept saying this seems too good to be true and I think the problem with that is that sometimes we meet people that are great and we straight away put him into the narcissist basket, like as if he is genuine. So there's a real fine line here. And the one thing that stands out here is that yes, narcissists are charming, but it's not to say that other men aren't charming that aren't narcissists. But the other thing is, is that it's almost like it's too perfect. Like everything they say, it ticks your box. It's like they've read what you need in life and they've just come with the, you know, your own personal menu of what your relationship needs to look like. So if it seems too good to be true, it seems too perfect, okay? Often they start to charm and declare their love and adoration. So they adore you really quickly, like pretty soon after meeting. If there is a glimmer of thought around this, you're thinking, hang on a minute, they don't know me well enough to really feel this way. If you have that gut feeling, you're probably right. Okay. Real love takes time. It needs to be nurtured and it needs to grow. So 
lust, remember we've spoken about lust before, lust and limerous makes you fall hard and fast in a relationship. But the relationship will be over quicker than it started if you are going down that road. So remember, if they seem too good to be true, everything is so perfect, you know, the fall hard and fast rule, they're all red flags. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second one that stands out for narcissists and, you know, you can gauge this if you've met them online is that they don't have many friends or any friends at all. So in the beginning of your relationship or getting to know one another, they talk about mates. You know, they have memories from school and childhood, but you will start to notice that narcissists have very few long-term friends. The friends they have now might be new and they don't really know this person very well. So they don't know their true identity. They don't know how messed up they are. But someone with long-term friends means people want to be around them. They want to stick around. And unfortunately with a narcissist, what you find is that people don't want to stick around for very long. You know, they look closely at this person's personality and they're like, you know what, you're way too hard. You know, it's too hard. This is in the too hard basket, their hard work, even as a friend. So what you'll find is that personal relationships are more like acquaintances. You know, they have acquaintances or work buddies and they may know a lot of people, but there's no real connection, intimacy with those friendships. It's all quite surface levels. And you'll see that because they have limited connection with other people, It also shows that they become a bit jealous if you hang out with people you have a connection with, if you hang out with someone or your friends instead of them because they don't understand your connection with another person. Like they're not invested in anything else or anyone else. So, you know, if you are in a real relationship with someone, with a person without a narcissistic, you know, trait, the relationship will allow room for other relationships, not just you and them. Okay, because then that's toxic. That becomes quite suffocating and isolating. So that's the second red flag is that they don't have many friends, you know, maybe acquaintances, work buddies, know a lot of people, but no intimate long term connections. Okay. The other thing is they don't like labels. So the third red flag is they don't like labels. So if you've been on online with this guy dating for quite some time, you've been texting, videoing, whatever it is, it's really normal to try and figure out where things are headed for you guys. You know, do you see yourselves dating long-term? Are you going to commit? Do you want to make it a physical connection? Do you want to meet outside of the internet? Like what is going on for your relationship? And the longer you're exclusive to them, even though it's online, if you've decided to become exclusive to them, you have then invested your time, right? So you've become more invested in this person. But for a narcissist, they want the best of both worlds. You know, so that way they can actually keep the benefits of someone that gives them their attention, their, um, you know, validation, all while being able to look around for other, you know, dating prospects, keep their options open. So when you start to talk about how you feel or you confront them about your current situation or your current status of the relationship, they start to feel very uncomfortable. They also can easily start to blame you for making a big deal out of nothing. So you don't ever really get an answer. They don't truly tell you what you 
are looking for or make you feel at ease. If anything, they avoid answering your question because they, although wanting to be with you, they also want to be with other people. But if they truly, truly wanted to be with you, then they would make that happen and they would be able to turn around and go, you know what, yes, this relationship is concrete, we are committed and we will now have a status of, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. So they don't like labels. So that's the third type of red flag to look out for. The other one is they bloody love talking about themselves. So, you know, in the beginning, you're trying to get to know someone. And that's fine. You want to hear all about them. You want to find out what's interesting in their lives, what type of work they do, their family, career, travel, whatever it is. So all of this is information gathering. So you can build a rapport and see if you've, you know, got anything in common. Not only that, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, create and build a deeper bond with each other. So when you learn about each other's lives, this is what happens. The bond is deeper, so you need to ask questions and have conversations. So in the beginning, the conversation is always fascinating. There's lots of stories and jokes, but with a narcissist, it's very hard to get a word in. It's like a one-way conversation. So not only do they love talking about how fantastic they are, they also are not very good at listening when it's your turn to talk. So take note, like if you're in a a new relationship or, um, you know, you've just met someone, even if you're talking on Tinder online or another dating app, whatever it is, and you feel like they're consistently and constantly talking at you and it's about themselves or their experiences or their feelings or their family, their work, you know, whatever it is. And when it's your time to talk, they switch off, not interested or cut you short or, you know, they just butt in all the time in the middle of your sentence and make it about them again. There's some red flags in that you know so just something as you know fundamental as communication in the relationship especially in the beginning it's vital okay it's going to show you how this person will be for the duration of their relationship or most of the relationship so talking about themselves makes them you know remember we we're saying they they feel superior so when they talk about themselves it makes them feel superior it creates this bubble of self-assurance, like this is me and all of me and, you know, lucky you for look at my package, what you're getting or blah, blah, blah. But um, if you are finding it difficult to talk about your own accomplishments and your own experiences without them turning it into their own narrative and their own story, you know you need to get out of there because you deserve to be heard. So if you're not being heard at the beginning of the relationship when you're trying to get to know someone, what's going to happen later when you're trying to be heard, you know, around deeper, more meaningful, emotional stuff? You know, the things that you're needing, are they also not going to be available to hear that? So red flag, love talking about themselves and don't let you talk at all. The next thing is they really thrive off compliments, okay? Look, let's face it, we all love a bit of praise. We love to hear that we've done well and that's that's normal. You know, a pat on the back doesn't go astray. But when we are dealing with a narcissist, it's practically their livelihood. It's their lifeblood. So they might seem all cool and confident and collected when you meet them. But most people with a narcissistic trait have quite low self-esteem. So if you think about it, they really fake it. 
till they make it. But it's pretty serious. It's a bit too serious for our likings, okay? So they're faking that they're this type of person until they make it, but they're never going to make it because they're actually not the person they're betraying themselves to be. So someone who is truly self-confident will not look at anyone else or look at others to make themselves feel better. And that is what these people do. They don't know how to make themselves better without taking from someone else. And I like to call these people energy vampires because you can catch up with them and be full of energy and life and you spend an hour or so with them and you leave there and you feel so drained. It's like they've sucked the life out of you. They're the people that you need to like fend away. So a narcissist really does feed off compliments. They feed off the adoration and praise from all outside sources. Sometimes they'll even go far enough to almost put themselves down or talk about being a victim in front of others just to get some attention. So I would say when you're dating, really take note of those probably five things that stand out especially when you're dating online, really take note of those five signs. So let's recap them. The first one is remember if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Now I'm not saying that you can't feel great and you can't tick a lot of the boxes, but if it's so perfect and it, you know, pace is important, has it happened really, really quickly and they're declaring their love for you really quickly and you're thinking he doesn't know me well enough to even, you know, say he loves me, but he is. The second one is they don't have friends. So remember, they don't actually have really long-term committed friendships, but do have acquaintances and probably a lot of buddies and mates, but no real intimate connections. They don't like labels or being put in a box. So they want to always keep their options open. So they won't either commit or if they do, they don't really like to let people know they're committed. They love talking about themselves. So they're always big noting and saying how great they are and they're the best at something. And they've always got one over someone else or they're putting someone down. And the fifth one was that they thrive off compliments. So really wanting the attention, really wanting people to feed them what they would call confidence. So they need a real confidence boost in the way people talk to them and give them these, you know, compliments or praise. So when in dating, it's really important to be with someone who's confident, okay, and especially confident within themselves. And in turn, if the person you're with is confident, they're going to encourage you to be confident as well, okay? So without making you feel bad or, um, you know, guilty or whatever it is, they want you to be the best version of you. And if you're with someone that doesn't want that for you and they make you feel bad because they need to feel better than you or the only way they feel powerful is to put you down, you really need to check yourself out of that relationship. You really need to go, right, this person hasn't got my best interests at heart and so I deserve better, okay? I deserve to be with someone that is going to respect my time, respect me as a person and respect that I am not a doormat for someone else to feel a little bit taller than I am. So I'm going to leave you guys with those five little 
red flag tips that your Tinder date might be or probably is a narcissist. And it, I don't only just mean Tinder. I just use, you know, the app Tinder for um, examples, but it could be any of those dating apps or online dating sites. But take note of those five signs. And if you are a bit confused or not sure about what's going on for you in the dating world, please feel free to DM me. I'm always available to have a quick chat online. Otherwise, I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me. This is Dr. Love. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.